Hey everybody and welcome to Steve's State of Origin Game Free Preview for 2022. I'm your host, Stephen Westway. You guys might know me from Steve's NRL Footy Tips, but today I'm here to preview the deciding game of State of Origin 2022. It's probably the second biggest game in the rugby league calendar behind the NRL Grand Final, and I'm excited to cover every aspect of it. It's been a big series so far. In Game 1, the Blues were at home, but the underdogs, Queensland, had a team come out that had plenty of surprises in it and upset the New South Wales Blues 16-10 to in that game. I was in the crowd and there was a lot of disappointment in the air for the New South Wales Blues. But in Game 2 at Perth, the Blues struck back. It was a dominating, resounding 44-12 to victory. It's setting up a, a huge decider up there at Suncorp Stadium in front of a hostile crowd for the Blues. Can they retain the shield or will Queensland reclaim it, um, and, you know, winning that underdog way, just like they did back in 2020 when Wayne Bennett was at the helm of the team. So, you know, I'm sure, as I mentioned, the Blues are ready for that hostile crowd. The Queensland fans are always faithful and um, are diehards, and they show up and really get behind the home side. It's always a good atmosphere at the Suncorp. I'm sure there'll be 45,000 plus packed in at the arena, and it shapes up to be an epic encounter come Wednesday night. But throughout the week, we've had a couple of disruptions and the Blues, for starters, uh, Jordan McLean was set to make his debut replacing the injured Payne Huss. He has been ruled out due to a shoulder injury, so Jacob Saifidu will make his debut, brother of Daniel, who's played in the last few series before this year. There's been some talk about Regan Campbell-Gillard and, you know, why he's been kept out of the team. But regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situation, Jacob Saifidi gets his chance to represent his state, um, any any state colours and, you know, play the game of his lifetime. So it's going to be exciting for him. But the bigger news in the Queensland camp, both Murray Talangi and, of course, Cameron Munster have been ruled out of state of origin free due to positive COVID results. Just like Jack White with the Blues in game two, they'll both be missing. And Murray Talangi has been replaced by Corey Oates. And, you know, it's such a huge loss, Cameron Munster being one of the, you know, biggest and best players in terms of... Uh, in terms of star power in the NRL, he'll be replaced by Tom Dearden from the Cowboys, and it's still a bit of a mystery how Queensland will shape up. Will Dearden come back straight into the starting team, into the 5'8 position in his debut? Will Ben Hunt shift to 5'8", Harry Grant start at hooker, and Tom Dearden take that utility spot on the bench? A lot of questions to be answered, but regardless, I'm sure all the set, all the 34 players that take the field on Wednesday night will be ready, and it's ready for the game of their lifetime. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really pumped for this match, guys. Obviously, Queensland plans have changed dramatically considering, you know, their star playmaker Munster is out, but I'm sure Billy Slater is going to have them up and ready at 8.05 on Wednesday night. And only one team can raise that shield when it comes to 10 p.m. Wednesday night. Obviously, the Blues have the momentum with that huge winning game too, but the Suncorp crowd and the that atmosphere up there in Brisbane at Suncorp always seems to even the odds and gives the advantage to Queensland. I feel like that Suncorp atmosphere gives Queensland a one to two try head start every time they go out in the field. And I remember as a Blues fan being very excited um, and very confident heading into the 2011, for example, State of Origin decider. And, you know, the Queensland had won the last five before that and had one of the greatest sides ever assembled. But I thought this was going to be the year that New South Wales broke the streak and within 25 minutes, it was Queensland leading 30-0 and, you know, they had a great side for sure, but the crowd and the occasion really lifted them and just like in game one this year, 
where Queensland showed so much heart and so much grit and determination to upset New South Wales in front of their home crowd. I feel like they can really, if they can start with that energy up there in front of their home crowd, I think they can well and truly make it a contest, despite the fact that on all the your betting markets and agencies, New South Wales are the overwhelming favourites. I'll be back on Thursday afternoon, by the way, guys, to preview round 18 of the NRL Telstra Premiership. I'm about to get into my X-Factors, who I think is going to win the game. My first try scorers and my man of the match for State of Origin. But check it out on Thursday. I'm going to dissect the State of Origin game only about 12 to 18 hours after it happens. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to do that. I'm also excited to tip some huge games in the NRL competition, including the Sharks versus the Cowboys, the Storm versus the Raiders, the Roosters versus the Dragons. And Manly versus Newcastle. There's some big games coming up this week with some huge top eight ramifications. And um, as I mentioned, don't forget to check that out when it drops. If you haven't, please like Steve's NRL Footy Tips to stay notified. Subscribe, do all that good stuff wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast each and every week, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. Let's get to my State of Origin Game 1 preview. And we're going to start with the keys to victory for both teams and who I think are the X-Factors for both the Blues and Queensland. So first, let's get into the home team, the Queensland Maroons. And if you guys want a breakdown and a dissection of the State of Origin team and what I thought of the game-free lineups, check out Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 17. All those episodes are up this season, but I really uh, broke down what I thought of the individual lineups in that episode. Obviously, Queensland are named a similar side to Game 2. However, there's only a couple forced changes. They... Originally stuck solid with both the wing pairing of Cobo and Talangi. Obviously, um, with Talangi's COVID-positive tests, we've seen Corey Oates come in, which I've already mentioned, and, and Tom Dearden for, you know, their inspirational leader in Cameron Munster. So, you know, those two changes were there, and they were also forced to make another with Felice Cafusi being in the United States at the moment due to a family, um, you know, and, and we, sp- we should, you know, really just appreciate giving his family some privacy, but I believe his dad's not too well over there, so um, he's going to spend time with him until he'll be out of the state of origin decider, which is fair enough. So Jeremiah and Nenai will be starting in that position, and on the bench in comes um, Tom Gilbert, who will make his state of origin debut. He's had a fantastic year at the North Queensland Cowboys, and you know it's going to be interesting to see how they respond after that resounding game-free loss. One of the keys for Billy Slater, in my opinion, if he's going to get this Queensland side that a, a bunch of ragtag underdogs up and to win this game is they've got to start well and they've got to be competitive. And I think that the forward pack really has to take onus. They were not good enough in game two. The Blues forward pack led by the returning Jake Tororovich really just dominated them. I think that he was outstanding. Murray and, and Martin really helped set the tone early for the Blues as well. Josh Rapali was under pressure to keep his spot um, in game three, and he, Billy Slater has chosen a stick solid with him, but I think him and, him and Lindsay Collin really need to improve dramatically if they're going to be a chance, and I think that they, just like in game one, we saw Ruben Cotter and Patrick Carrigan really take control. They played huge minutes off the bench. You need one of those big Queensland leaders in the forwards to step up, make it personal, and upset the New South Wales forward pack, slow down the ruck like they did so well in game one. Now, it's not going to be easy because the referee is going to be aware of that, but in front of their home crowd at Suncorp, I think they might be a little bit more lenient on what this Queensland forward pack can get away with. And if I'm Queensland, if I'm Billy Slater, I'm really going to push 
um, the referees' limits and, and see how much they can get away with to really just slow down that area of the field. And with Cameron Smith in camp there with the Maroons, I think that he's going to really be concentrating on getting those forwards and especially the hooker, whether it's Ben Hunnell or Harry Grant, to um, really just try to take advantage um, of perhaps some slow and tired New South Wales forwards as the game goes on and really try to pick the advantage and um, by doing that, by slowing down the ruck, they can really create some opportunities through the middle of the football field. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, they've got a lot of veterans there in that forward pack, Queensland. Lindsay Collins a bit, and then I, there's a couple of newer guys in there, but Papalihi and Kurt Capewell, Jai Arrow from the bench, these guys are, you know, have played at Origin for a long time. They've got experience in this arena, and they need to show it and really heat, need to help this Queensland forward pack and... Um, really take it to the Blues early in the contest. If they can do that, then I think Billy Slater has to really take care of that um, forward rotation, as I mentioned. Another thing that probably was down in game two was the impact that the bench had in in the second game. I just feel like, just looking at their bench that they had for that game, I feel like the likes of Arrow played 25 minutes, then I played 29. They had very little impact on the game. The game was already... um, Going starting to go the way of New South Wales by the time they got on the field. Carrigan played 63 minutes in Game 2. He played 60 minutes in Game 1. I expect him to be a huge factor in Game 3, but I think they need to rotate that bench better. I don't think they maximized the talent of Harry Green. I think he had a poor game by his own standards, so I expect him to bounce back as well. And for me, it really just... A lot hinges on this forward pack's performance. I don't want to overstate it, but if they can't get going, if they can't at least make it competitive in that ruck, then the likes of Ponga and Cherry Evans are not going to get a chance at all to work their magic because if you look at these two teams on paper and it's an NRL game, I'm back in New South Wales to win this game of football nine out of ten times. You take the emotion out of it. You take the home field advantage of Suncorp. I think the Blues just have a more talented side on paper, but you cannot say enough for the emotion and, um, and the experience of state of origin football, especially... Uh, for a Queensland team at Suncorp. It just adds so much. I think it really evens this game of football up. And if Queensland can start well and get into that grind early and maybe score the first try um, through some you know good meters from their forward pack and get their backs involved early, then I think that we can really see a Queensland team that's capable of winning this game of football and winning the State of Origin Shield back even without their best player in Cameron Munster. So, but it's going to be hard for them. It's not going to be easy I'm sure Billy Slater won't be making any excuses for his star players being out. But that this first 10 to 15 minutes, so important for Queensland. And after that, that bench rotation, you need to keep fresh legs on the field. You need to keep that intensity high for the 80 minutes. And if they can do that, then I think they're a hell of a chance um, to upset the Blues. So I think those are really the keys for victory. I also think that Cherry Evans has a big Big target on his back. New South Wales is going to be targeting. He's the experienced playmaker in the side now. Him and Ben Hunt in particular. But, um, you know, Ben Hunt, especially with the form he's in, New South Wales can't underestimate him. But Cherry Owens is the captain. He has to take ownership, especially with his general play kicking. Another area which I thought Queensland have been poor in this year is in that um, in that general kicking area, whether it's be, you know, kicking 40 metres out from your own line or getting those pinpoint accurate kicks um, not to, you know, in terms of bombs and grubbers, not to give away seven tackle sets. It's so important in state of origin football, and Cherry Evans has been there for years now. 
He's their captain. He's the one that's got to leave from the front and make sure that area of their game is spot on. And if he can do that, I think he's going to create a lot of chances for Queensland. Ponga, you know he's going to be Roman doing his usual thing. But for me, Cherry Evans is super important. He needs to be at his absolute best if Queensland has a chance in this matchup. Um, so, yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think Queensland have to do to win. Whether they can do it, it's going to be another story. I think that the X factors, um, and I will name the three players that I think will have to be at their best if Queensland's going to win this game, just like I will with New South Wales. But I've pretty much already spoken about him. I think number one um, is going to be Cherry Evans. I think that his leadership is going to be invaluable um, in deciding the... Um, well, it's going to be, sorry, extremely valuable in deciding the outcome of this game. Number two, I've got... Josh Papalihi, he really needs to leave from the front. I need him to step up. Queensland needs him to step up if the Maroons are any chance and relay the platform early, uh, get back to that great football. We know he can play, especially if you look at his state of origin stints in the past. He's been enormous in some games for Queensland. He needs to be great. And that third X factor for me is going to be Kurt Kate. Well, I know they've got a lot of t- talented backs. I'm sure Gagai and, and Holmes are going to be big parts of um, their attack and, and linking with the Haas and Ponger if they can get that area of their game going, but I think that Kurt Capewell, if he can really upset the likes of Martin, Sims and Yo, and him and his second row partner in Nenai can really create pressure on those players and I think New South Wales gets put off, the, get put off their game and I think that um, that Queensland a big chance. We've seen in the first two games how important Murray and Yo are at linking um, and linking the halves up just like Yo does in club football with Penrith, but Murray, the work that he gets through, he's probably the biggest workhorse in that New South Wales side. If Kate Welcome get to them early and really pressure them, I think that um, New South Wales could be in for a long night. So those are my three X factors for Queensland. Let's move over to the Blues and what the Blues have to do uh, to win the disorder and win their second State of Origin series in a row. Time for New South Wales keys to victory. And for the Blues, I think it's a pretty simple one. Obviously, they're going to go up in hostile territory in Queensland and try to win Game 3 of this State of Origin series. And historically, it's a venue that Blues have very much struggled at. They've only won two out of 11 deciders up there at Suncorp. And those two sides were two of the best New South Wales Blues of all, uh, sides of all time. The 1994 side, captained by Laurie Daly, had the likes of Lazarus, Chief. It was just a who's who, Tim Brasher of stars there for... For the Blues, Ricky Stewart was uh, was the halfback and, and led the team around well. And then in 2005, it was the Andrew Johns-led Blues. Uh, Denny Badiris was the captain, but Johns returned in that State of Origin series and really ambushed Queensland in the last two games of that series. And they just could not um, get the momentum back after Joey came and really dominated that second game of that season. But this 2022 team has a chance to go two in a row and, you know, historically in origin, there's another stat that goes against them, and that's that not many teams can recover from losing game one and winning the State of Origin series. But I think that this Blues team's talented enough. Like I said, in those Queensland's keys to victory, on paper, if this is an NRL game, you take the emotion out of it, you take the State of Origin experience out of it, the Blues have the better side. They probably win the game of football nine out of ten times, but Origin's a different beast. The Blues have to be ready for that hostile environment up there in Queensland, and if they're not, they're going to pay, and... I said in my Queensland keys to victory that the start for Queensland and their beginning to their game is crucial. I'd say the same about the Blues, and I will say the same about the Blues, but one thing that they did in Game 2 very well is that they probably didn't start the game as well as they'd like to, but they really fought back hard, and near the end of half, they got the advantage. And 
I feel like they can just keep that momentum going. I like the one-two punch of Appy Corsi and Damien Cook. I think that really freshens the attack. And Cookie came on after half an hour with very fresh legs. Corsi did a really good job in that first half an hour at you know linking with the playmakers and getting the forwards good quality ball. And then Cook came in and looked for opportunities around the ruck, which I really like um, that the Blues did. So I think you don't change the strategy too much if you're Brad Fittler. Obviously, the forward pack is going to be, you know, essential if the Blues are going to get up there in Suncorp. And Jacob Saifidi on debut has got a job ahead of him, but his prop partner, his front row partner there in Jake Shrorovich will be leading the way like he did in game two. He's going to give everything he's got, I'm sure. I'd like to say that Murray's work rate is probably the most out of anyone in this game. The amount of work that he gets through for both South Sydney and the Blues in State of Origin is unbelievable, and I think he'll bring that as well. So, um, you know, I think the, the Blues will work hard, but I think it's important for them to also start the game off pretty well. You don't want to be coming from behind like you did in Game 2, especially up there in Queensland in front of that hostile stadium. Once Queensland, you know, get control of the game of football up there at Suncourt, they start well, and they're up, you know, 12 to 18 nil after 20 minutes, then they're almost impossible to pin back in front of such a, a hostile area for the Blues. And, you know, if you're behind in a State of Origin game, let alone a State of Origin disorder, unforced errors can start creeping into your game. And, you know, that's what the Blues got cannot afford to let happen. They can't get put off their game. They just have to play their natural brand of football. Um, because, as I mentioned, if if you look at the sides, the Blues have more experience and they probably have the more talented roster in terms of big game situations. For God's sake, they've got seven... Penrith Panthers players, I mean, all of them are coming off grand final success. The likes of Tedesco and Co. have also won premierships. Happy Corsi has another one. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things where Queensland get an extra leg at Suncorp and the Blues have to be very careful um, not to get ambushed um, going up there with that that creator that's going to give them a bunch during the game. And they have to be sure not to let Queensland get away if those tactics are slowing down the ruck. Um, the Blues just got to do what they, they did in game two, but have a bit of better start, and I'll be very confident the Blues can secure victory on Wednesday night. The halves were great in game two, in particular Nathan Cleary. Lua struggled at times. I think he rebounded well in the second half, but some poor defensive errors there for the Blues as well. I think their outside backs have to be particularly careful. There's no monster there, um, which will help, but Gagai and Holmes, I think... You know, a very damaging combination. If Ponga can get some ball outs to them early, I think they'll be very dangerous to the Blues. You know, their outside edge defense, another key to victory in my opinion. And, um, you know, we know Cleary will be controlling the game well. Tedesco will be doing his thing, coming in and walking for work. But I think it's just really important for the Blues to stick together, stay together and stick to what worked in game two. My X factors for the Blues in game three, um, number one would be Nathan Cleary. He was the man of the match in at game two. I expect him to be pretty similar in game three. If the Blues are going to win, his kick, kicking game is going to have to be immaculate, especially if those Queensland forwards start the game well, like I think they will, and the Blues probably get put under a little bit of pressure early um, in front of that hostile crowd. But clear is, the, uh, clear is the key, and if he can um, you know, execute as well as he did in game two, Queensland's going to be for in for a long night. Number two, Cam Murray, as I mentioned, he's the workhorse of the side with Jake Shorovich and the more minutes that Murray play, the more confident I'll be. He's, the amount of work he gets through is unbelievable. And whether it's in defense, and his defense has been so good this series, or 
you know, spot in a hole, which he's more than capable of doing as well. I think that Cam Murray's um, experience out of that field is going to be key for the Blues. And um, my third key to victory is, and, and my third X factor is going to be the captain, James Tedesco. I mean, in the first two games, he's been really good, but probably not the best player in the park. In game three, I expect him probably to be the best player in the park. He was had over 200 meters in game two, but sometimes I think he gets... Over, not overwhelmed, but I think he overplays his hand in this Blues attack. I mean, Cleary and Luai, he's probably not used to playing it as much as he could, and he um, sometimes tries too hard, just like he does for the Roosters, but I think that he will get it right in game three, and I think he'll be enormous for the Blues and their chances of victory. You know, other X-Factors, you can put Matt Burden in there, you can probably put Jake Rovich, Isaiah Yo, Damian Cook, there's, there's X-Factors all over the park for the Blues, so it's hard to name three, but... As I mentioned, the three that I'd name, Nathan Cleary, Kim Murray, and James Tedesco for me. So those are what that's what I think the Blues have to do to victory, for victory. They've got the more talented side on paper. They just have to weather the storm early, play their natural brand of football. And I think, just like in Game 2, if they can do that, they're going to start to frustrate Queensland, create some unforced errors, and I think they're going to make Queensland pay in the back end of each half if they can do that correctly. So who do I see winning this game and by how much? I think that it's going to be a very tight game in the opening exchanges. The first half an hour is going to be anyone's ball game, and I think Queensland might draw away to an early lead. But at the end of the day, even if they can, they do that, I think the Blues have a good enough side to draw it back. I kind of contradict myself in saying that if Queensland get a lead, they're extremely hard to pin back in Suncourt. But I think the Blues can keep it pretty tight, even with a, uh, a Queensland team that's a turn to make a statement early in the matchup. And I think that the Blues, as the game wears on, will continue to assert their dominance and start to pull away from Queensland. And it's a hard thing winning up there at Suncourt, but I think this is a Blues team that is, you know, one of the best teams we've seen in Origin probably since, you know, that dominant Queensland side from uh, from 2006 to 2014 and then 2015 to 17. This is probably our best side we've seen since then. And I think that they're going to be ready to make history up there on Wednesday night. I tipped... New South Wales in game one. I tip Queensland in game two. So I'm zero out of two in my predictions. But I think the Blues can get the job done up there in Brisbane and, and bring the shield back and you know celebrate with their home fans when they get there. And I think they're going to do New South Wales proud. I've got the New South Wales Blues winning this game by 18 points. I think that, as I mentioned, it'll be close for most of the game. And Queensland will you know be as good as a chance as anyone to upset the Blues up there in front of their home crowd. But for mine... The experience and the talent that the Blues have, they're just going to be impossible to hold out for Queensland for an 80-minute period. So I've got the Blues by 18 um, to win State of Origin Game 3. It's time for my best bets for the State of Origin Game Decide. I'm going to give you some moldy. I'm also going to give you two first try-scorer picks and two man-of-the-match picks as well. In Game 1, I was lucky enough to pick the first try-scorer, Jack Wyden. I thought that he was great for you. Game two, I picked Matt Bird. And he didn't score the first try in the game, but he did score the first try for the Blues. So, haven't got a bad strike record so far this year. I've been looking at the the odds for their first try scorers on Wednesday night. And to be honest, I'm a little bit less confident this time. But I feel like there's some value if you know where to look. And as I mentioned, I think that James Tedesco will probably be close to the man of the match for New South Wales. Um, and I love the value of putting Tedesco's first try score at 11.50. I think that that is definitely value. I think that Matt Burden's also a good chance, but I think Queensland will definitely be marking him um, much more significantly this game. And 
You know, we've seen what he can do at the state of origin level now, and I think that Queensland are going to be well aware of that. It's hard to stop talent, but I feel like um, Queensland will be doing all they can to do that. And James Tedesco can just pop up anywhere in the field. I like him at 11.50. Obviously, your wingers are the favourites, but I think that Tedesco is good value there for the Blues. I'm going to go with Queensland if I'm going to have a first try score because I think there's a huge chance that they score the first try in this game being in front of their faithful at Suncorp Stadium. Assuming they do that, I don't think the Blues are out of the game. I've, I've tipped them to win the match, but I think that uh, there's definitely some value um, yet again if you know how to, where to look. And I really like the centers for Queensland, both Gagai and Holmes. They're both paying $17. They're both really good value. But I think that Gagai has been under enormous scrutiny, and I think that he's going to bounce back. So for Queensland, I'm going to go Dan Gagai. I think that, um, you know, he lives for State of Origin. He's been so good in this arena um, for the last five years now. And I think that he proves his dad is wrong and um, does everything he can to try to get the Blues over the line. Uh, sorry, Queensland over the line on Wednesday night. So he's my first try scorer prediction for Queensland. If we go over to the man in the match market, it's all about the usual suspects. And, um, you know, Cleary, Tedesco, Cherry Evans are the, are the three favourites and... Tedesco hasn't got a um, a man of the match award this year, and that's pretty uncommon for him. He's usually around it, and he's always one of the Blues' best. And, you know, if it wasn't for Cleary's amazing performance in game two, he probably would have been one of those contenders to take the award home. But I think that he's good value at 450, but he is a little bit short. So if he wants a little bit more value, I think that um, Cam Murray at $21 is a really good bet. As I mentioned, I think he's the workhorse of this New South Wales Blues side. And. If it's a tight affair and it's a scrappy affair and it's a low scoring, then expect Cam Murray to really be a very big, genuine chance of taking this award home. If we're getting a Wally Lewis medal prediction, which I believe is the Man of the Series award, or maybe it's just the Queensland, whatever the Man of the Series award name is, I can't remember at the moment. I think it might be the Wally Lewis award. Um, my money is on James Tedesco to take out that, that player of the Series award. So... Um, yeah, those are my men of the match predictions. The only thing I've got left to cover, really, guys, is the um, is the multi. And you know, I haven't really looked it up. I'm looking at it now. I think we can get some value in getting some of these first try scorers up. I'm not going to touch the result. I'm going to leave that one up to you guys. But I think that uh, if you want some value in terms of multi, I really like um, Valentine Holmes to score a try at three seventy five. As I mentioned, I think both the centers in value and. Holmes at 375. He's got a great strike record in origin. I'm going to put him in with a couple of Blues players now, and I think that Brian Toad at $1.87, almost impossible to leave out for the Blues. He's a great try scorer, and um, you've got to add him, in my opinion. I like the young center, even though he will be marked. I like Matt Burden scoring another one, two tries and two games for the Blues. And I think we put those two in, and we add them with um, Damien Cook, who's going to enter the game and going to be full of running. Those four give you odds of $57.50. As I mentioned, you probably add a team winning the game in there, but one Queensland tri-scorer, um, three New South Wales tri-scorers, you probably see the direction I'm going. But I think those bets are pretty good value for State of Origin Game 3. All right, guys, that was my State of Origin Game 3 preview. It's going to be a huge game at Suncorp on Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. I can't be more excited for it. I'm pretty confident the Blues can take the series home. But regardless, whoever you guys are supporting in State of Origin, enjoy the game on Wednesday afternoon. I hope it's uh, a classic, and I hope it's one of those State of Origin deciders that will be remembered for years. I just hope the Blues are the ones um, to get the job done 
In saying that, I'll see you guys on Thursday for Steve's... Sorry, Steve's State of Origin prediction. I'm doing that right now. Steve's NRL footy tips for round 18. As I mentioned, there's some big games to preview. Enjoy your State of Origin decider, guys. And I'll see you next time on Steve's NRL footy tips.